0: Well, hello there and welcome to Take Two with Jerry and Debbie. I'm Debbie Giorgiani with Jerry Usher and hopefully you because we have titled the show today, now listen closely, to purge or not to purge. That is the question, right Jerry?
1: It is. We're going to talk about the stuff that we own. The times during the year or during our lives that we get rid of some of that stuff. Uh, How have you taken time to get rid of stuff or purge? How do you decide what to get rid of? How have you felt after you've done that? Did you feel like, wow, I feel a little bit lighter already? Has that helped your spiritual life, you know, not having as much material stuff around? So that's what we're talking about today, I think. Did I get that right, Debbie? I think... Where we're yeah going.
0: we're talking about simplifying your life and uh, decluttering and, and purging things and being free of the trappings of this world and and we just had that uh, kind of catchy title to purge or not to purge that is the question uh, doing a little uh, fun spin there of the title but we need your help let's talk about you know really letting go of things you know just uh, not having all these things overwhelm us and just surround us um, so that it really sometimes these these material things they can weigh us down. They can keep us stuck. We are on a spiritual um, path and and journey. We should be on a journey getting closer to God. And sometimes uh, the things of life can keep us uh, weighed down, even a stuck or going backwards. Actually, so mm-hmm. we're talking about that today of how you simplified your life, got free, um, you know, decluttered, uh, you know, just really, um, you know, minimal. The the uh, things around you because it's important to keep those things and they're all good things don't get us wrong um, but they're good things but when they become something that is a priority instead of God then that there's there you get off balance there so we need you to weigh in you don't have to be Catholic to call in you're part of the take two family if you're listening to us and I just wanted to do a shout out to Matt Swain he was so kind he was on um, the pledge drive he came on as a guest today on the pledge drive that I'm hosting for the rock AM 1260, the rock and Matt Swaim said some beautiful things about take two with Jerry and Debbie. He said, um, you know, it's, it's really courageous to go out there with an open, uh, you know, forum, uh, platform, uh, you know, call in show. Cause you never know, you know, what calls you're going to get, what questions you're going to get. And he, he just, uh, gave us a very nice compliment, Jerry. And he said, congratulations to you, Jerry, being back in priestly formation. Mm-hmm.
1: That's very nice. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Anna, and all the people with the Sunrise Morning Show and all the people in Catholic Radio. So, where are you today, and what are your thoughts on this? Tell us give us your your own experience about downsizing, decluttering, purging stuff from your life. How has it maybe uh, helped to lift your soul a little bit more as Debbie was talking about so we 're not so bogged down and way down it 's a freeing feeling. I, I experienced this myself, obviously when I relocated to the Diocese of Orlando, as Debbie was just alluding to. And it's, it's really, it's a great feeling, you know, Um, I still have a lot of stuff that I don't need, but uh, that'll, that'll be taken care of over time. But Take Two Family, it's your show. We need you to make it another great one here. Here's the number, 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Do you have a, maybe you have a set time of the year, spring cleaning, a lot of people do that, spring purging, fall purging. Um, do you have a set time during the year that you do this? Do you do it on a regular basis? We're talking about how this helps us out in life and really just makes us better people all the way around, I think. 833-288-3986.
0: Marty and I were determined last year to become minimalists and and really declutter and uh, purge and get rid of uh, all the things that, that kept us, you know, just... I don't know, just focused more on this world than on, on our, our, uh, eternal life. And so we, we just really, we've been working hard on it. We're not there yet. Um, because, uh, you know, we've lived long lives, you know, Marty's going to be almost uh, 60 and I'm, I'm going to be 58 soon. And, you know, we've lived a long time over, you know, combined over a hundred years. And so you can accumulate a lot of stuff. And so it takes a long time. And, um, and I, I will tell you, though, it is incredibly freeing not to be attached to any material thing um, so that you feel like, wow, I can't let go of that. I, I, you know, if I let go of that, I'm going to miss it. Or some, how about this, folks? Have you ever had this, this internal conversation in your head? Someday I might need this. I'm mm-hmm. going to keep this because I might need it and I don't want to buy a new one. Why are you smiling and giggling and laughing?
1: I just wrote a note to myself. Do you debate over tossing something? That's exactly <laughs> what you're, t- are, are we thinking along the same lines again?
0: Yeah, it's too funny, folks. And I think we all go through those same, well, most of us go through those same emotions when it when it, when we feel attached to something, right? We really want to be uh, uh, driving, uh, uh, Quickly and in very deeply towards God. That's what we want. That's what we should be wanting and should we should be doing. So we're talking about to purge or not to purge. That is the question. So that's what we're asking you. Please dial in. Speak to Mackabinsky. He's waiting for your call at 833-288-3986. And you don't have to be Catholic to call in. We really want your experience of this, your wisdom, and and maybe you're uh, a person that has a business where you go. To people's houses, I, I've always found this to be fascinating. Are you one of those people that are listening right now that you have a business, aside maybe business or your main business, where you go into people's homes and you help them declutter? I love that you're like an organizer. I don't have that gift.
1: Hmm. Do you? I don't either, actually. No, I do not, but. Um, yeah, and that's that's a great question. Perhaps you, uh, maybe when you became empty nesters, when the kids moved out, you know, you realized that you needed to get rid of some stuff. What about, you know, you're maybe going through some of your kids, they, you still have, you know, your son's or daughter's bedroom there and they got stuff in there. Do you leave it there? What do you do with that? Do you tell them, come and take it? How about, you know, maybe you've had an elderly parent who has had to move into assisted living, and then you've had to go through their home and decide, you know, what to do with some of that stuff. There's a lot of angles we can take on this topic today. 833 288-3986 to purge or not to purge. You can also email take two at ewtn.com, which Tim Mateo did. We'll get to that shortly. Um, you can post on the show website, take two show.com. And hello to those of you watching the video on YouTube and Facebook. You can get the chat going there and Jeff Person will get some of your comments over to us from there.
0: I just love this Shakespearean uh, title that we have, you know, to purge or not to purge. That is the question. We're asking you, though, dear listeners, you are the uh, main uh, teachers here, the catechists. You impart your lived experience, your wisdom, your knowledge. Please help another soul today by calling in and telling us how you got freed from all the trappings of this world. 833-288-3986.
1: Take two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN radio. Thanks for tuning in today. And we appreciate your listenership and your participation in the program. Talking about just making our lives maybe a little simpler, a little lighter, getting rid of things, purging or not purging. That is the question today. Do you have a thought on this? Maybe uh, whatever you share, we always say on this show, you are going to... Really give people some ideas, and there might be people out there who go, you know, I've I've been thinking about exactly that thing that somebody just said on the air. I'm going to go ahead and undertake that. So call with your take, 833 two eight eight three nine eight six want to tell you about magnificat companion guides it uh, the, you know the Magnificat is that prayer resource it's got the mass readings and so much more in their reflections and meditations now has new companion booklets they're designed to help you understand more clearly various aspects of the Catholic faith and you can choose from four different titles adoration offers practical suggestions for adoration and explanations of this ancient practice Advent features a useful page a day format and original meditations on each day's gospel rosary has insightful catechetical and spiritual essays on key aspects of the rosary and rosary for a eucharistic revival covers all 20 mysteries with introductions and a focus on the eucharistic revival the uh, beautiful artwork helps you contemplate Jesus and Mary more devoutly The uh, Magnificat Companion Guides, they're available now at EWTNRC.com, where you get free standard shipping for online orders, $75 or more in the continental U.S. Just use code FREE when you check out.
0: Okay, so uh, the Take-Two style, the way we roll here um, with the Take-Two family is that we cover the good, the bad and the ugly and everything in between. Okay. It's a real raw truth. And I do agree with Matt Swain that, um, it is, it is a bit, uh, we need a little bit of courage to do that, right? Because we're really just exploring all angles of things. It's not sugar coated in any way. And, um, but we trust in God, Jesus, we trust in you and the Holy Spirit, we believe is moving hearts to, uh, be the callers each and every time we do the take two, um, episodes live, which is, um, most of the time, um, year round, which is phenomenal. So it's your opportunity. This is a live, safe call in platform for you to share your, um, knowledge and understanding on this topic. Now we're talking about purging today. So that is something that is, you know, it, it can be difficult emotionally if you're attached to certain things, but it can be very freeing when you get rid of all those things that are weighing you down. Right. But let's flip it, Jerry and talk about hoarding. You know, there are people that cannot um, purge and get rid of things and become a minimalist and, you know, um, try to, you know, make things really, uh, very clean and very simple in their life. They, they tend to accumulate or hoard that they call it that, you know, there's even reality shows on that, you know, um, Mm -hmm. the hoarders and stuff like that. Okay. So it's, it's a, it's a situation that I think so many of us have, have wrestled with because let's face it, we, we do, we live in a world where, you <laughs> There is this kind of competition of accumulation, right? We, we, you know, you, you can't just have one lawnmower. You gotta have two. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta keep going and keep growing. And it's like with the next um, cell phone. So maybe you you struggle with this, and you're you're a bit of the uh, hoarding car, uh, category. That, and if you are, you know, you don't have to use your your real birth name if you don't want to give any any major details. Maybe use your confirmation name. We we, we need to hear the details because that's how we learn and grow. So we're covering it from all angles. Please call in. Don't just sit back and, and learn. We need you to be the teachers here at 833-288-3986.
1: Okay, a couple lines are open. Please join Don in New York. Don is up first. New York, New York, listening on Sirius XM 130 today. Hello, Don. Thanks for calling.
2: Oh, hi. You're welcome, and good morning. Um. Oh. What I wanted to say is that this topic is uh, very interesting because what I've been noting is um, I mean, our culture seems to be having trouble getting rid of things uh, with all these storage places that are popping up everywhere. It's obviously an indication that uh, it's a problem. I mean, people are getting into situations where rather than disposing of things, we're holding on to things. And it's costing us money because we're paying for these, uh, these storage facilities. So, um, but my suggestion, what I've been doing, I've been spending some time in adoration before the Blessed Sacrament. And what I'm finding is that that is making me realize that my relationship with God is the most important thing. And once you start to get that priority established in your life, you start to realize that what's important and what's not important you know below that so uh, i think that that would be a helpful way to get folks to realize what the what they can discard uh both materially and maybe emotionally in their life so mm-hmm. that was, that was my uh my point my suggestion
3: mm mm-hmm.
1: You make some good points there, Don. Yeah, the storage units, a lot of us make use of those, definitely. Obviously, they serve a purpose. But like you said, sometimes, you know, if it's just excess stuff, then maybe it's not Totally necessary, and then there is the cost associated with that. But I, I like the way you said, you know, you you pray about this, you know, because uh, everything that we do really has an impact on our spiritual lives, our relationship with the Lord, and we think of Jesus. You know, he said, "The Son of Man has no place to lay His head." So Jesus obviously lived a very simple life. It was different circumstances than ours, of course. But uh, at the same time, I, I think uh, Debbie was alluding to early in the show. It can help us spiritually, be lighter, and help us deepen our relationship with God. As long as we, as long as we use the things that God blesses us with properly, and just don't try to accumulate more than we actually need. So, Debbie, I don't know if you got some thoughts, but
0: well, you know, I've always been interested in this in this. Um, Idea of uh, all these storage units popping up everywhere. I mean, it seems uh, in Arizona. I will tell you, Don. Uh, almost on every corner there is a, a storage facility. Um, uh, that is, it, it's unbelievable. it Like goes up overnight and then it's full in the next week or two. You because you, I, I've ha- I have dropped in and I said, Do you have any units available? Oh, all full, and we're on a waiting list. I'm like, Wow. And so, uh, but there's a couple factors, I think, play into that as well. And that is that some people felt the need to downsize, and they did, but they wanted to keep a lot of their furniture and stuff because they didn't want to buy new stuff. And so the storage unit became uh, an option for them. Um, but, you know, my husband's a, a real estate broker, and he always says, well, if you if you add up the cost of the storage unit each and every month, you could have bought, you know, uh, uh, you know, more furniture down the road and you would have been saving money instead of paying monthly on the storage unit and so there's there's all these factors that I think play into you know responsible, um, how you kind of manage money in in the uh, immediate and present moment, and then looking ahead and and kind of forecasting what's ahead. But I will tell you, I think we're in a world, Don, where it, the world is telling us to accumulate. It's they're not they're not really it's not really favorable to let go. As a matter of fact, people look at you and look. Um, down at you, saying, "What's the matter? You don't have anything. You don't have this." You know, they look at you in a strange way sometimes. What do you say to that, Don? Uh,
2: well, that's where I bring in the the aspect of me, you know, going before the Blessed Sacrament and getting getting uh, my priorities in order and what what's really important. You know, once you start to establish that, you. You'll be able to withstand what the culture is trying to uh lead us to or or to dictate what they think is normal versus you know uh, what's what's really necessary so um I think you know prayer um will, will help us with that and you start as I said you'll start to realize what's in, what's important exactly and yeah. when it comes to material things yeah obviously there are things that uh, we get comfortable with and we'd like to uh, that we need in our life, uh, but how much do we really need? And when when it comes to a point of just shipping things off and saying, well, I don't have any space anymore, so I'm going to put them someplace and, you know, pay that mm. bill uh, rather than make the decision, I think, you know, it's becoming problematic. And as you said, when you see the proliferation of these units, these, mm-hmm. these types of businesses, or not that I'm anti-business or I don't wish these go out of business, but I just think it's an indication of, of um, where we are in our society, that we're becoming very—we're so materialistic that once we gather stuff, we're unwilling to let go of it, you know, right. so I just— see it as a
0: problem. Right. And there's a lot of money to be made in these facilities, I, I know, because I have a friend who actually owns one of them, and there's a lot of money to be made, too. And so, you know, that all plays a, a factor, you, you know, that all plays into the whole overall situation, right? Um, so, you know, I, I agree with you, Don and, and Jerry, you know, if we can just get our relationship set with God, work towards that, make God our priority, you know, we really won't be looking, you know, to the right or to the left at at our peers on as to what they're thinking of us or what we should be doing to keep up with the Joneses, if you will, or anything like that. So we really, uh, we, our focus should be God. And, and that would be, that would be, I think it would be a much better place. We could, we would live in, in the world. If everybody had that focused on you're amazing, Don, how is it going in New York? I'm just curious. I know you had like Eucharistic, um, processions in New York and all sorts of things happening in New York. So a lot of activity, huh?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, in our particular parish, um, uh, we have a 24-hour adoration that goes on five days a week, so wow. it's, um, and I think there's, you know, tremendous blessings that come from that, and, um, yeah, so, you know, I mean, you see what's going on in New York City and stuff, and, uh, there's a lot of prayer, <laughs> prayer that's needed, obviously, uh, in, uh, not only in, uh, New York City, but in the world, but, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's – I've often – my wife and I have often said we don't know how people get through what's going on today without having a sh- strong faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you,
1: Don. Yeah, thanks oh, thank- for the call, Don. appreciate it so much. The topic today on take two with Jerry and Debbie and you is to purge, or not to purge. Talking about uh, eliminating things from our lives, we do this on occasion. Maybe you do it on a regular basis. Maybe you have a time of year that you do that. Um, we talked a little bit with Don about putting stuff into storage units. Maybe you don't do that, but if you don't, you know, what do you do with the things that you kind of purge out of your life? Do you give them mm-hmm. to a, uh, you know, the Salvation Army or the Saint Vincent de Paul? Saint
0: Vincent de Paul. Saint Vincent yeah. de Paul.
1: Sorry, Debbie, I should have listed that. <laughs> <laughs> <First>. <laughs> I know Debbie's mm-hmm. huge on St. Vincent Ball oh, as yes. I am too but mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm so. Well,
0: and Jerry, here's something, here's a, a benefit, a feature of being a minimal minimalist that I don't know if people realize and I learned about it yesterday. So I don't believe there's any accident uh, to how God works, how the Holy Spirit works because obviously God knows we were doing this show today and I was speaking with a dear friend in Louisiana and she was sharing with me that she's, you know, she's basically like a, a minimalist. She doesn't have those, you know, really like you know extravagant uh, technology and and big screen tvs and all that kind of stuff and um in her home uh of um uh, a few years back she was broken into and the the door um uh was uh, smashed in and the the um uh, the the people that were breaking into her home came in and looked around and they she they didn't have anything to choose from because when they break into a home they want usually something that they can sell um, mm-hmm. or something like that and there was nothing in her home that was really uh, worthy of them to to rob you know to actually you know rob break her it. home and yeah. and right and so they left they never touched anything and they left and when the police came she was telling me that you know she said to them well what you know I don't. why didn't they grab anything and the police said well they didn't want anything you didn't have anything <laughs> so there's the there's a benefit fit an added yeah. feature so that wouldn't that be great if you had these you know burglars come in and then they looked around and said nah i'm leaving
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean if, if they're going to break in you want them to just turn around empty-handed that, that's exactly that's i didn't
0: you know, so it was so sweet when she was telling me that. I was like, wow, can I use this for tomorrow's show? And she said, yes, definitely. And then I wanted to share, too, I was talking to um, a, a wonderful gentleman, and he was telling me that in 1997, he had a breakup in his uh, a relationship, and, um, and he was, you know, really feeling the weight of that, of breaking up with his with his girlfriend. And um, he said he really um, prayed about it, and, and he really heard this deep interior voice, and it was like kind of a three-part movement back to god and the first interior voice was you can't take it with you and the second was it's just stuff and then it all became clear when he heard the little voice say out of sight out of mind and then mm. it happened he began his journey back into holy mother church
1: wow it's beautiful
0: isn't that wonderful yeah
1: it is it is mm-hmm what about you? Take two family eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six talking about the stuff in our lives and how it feels really just to um, again we're not talking about just selling everything you have and you know giving it to the poor as it says in the Bible unless maybe you've got a you know calling to do that some people do it's it's okay to have have stuff it's okay to. You know, cherish. okay to have more stuff but maybe you go through your things once in a while and uh, and lighten your load a little bit perhaps you and your spouse have recently married and you came from two different homes maybe and you had to go through the process of you know what do you want to keep what do you want to get rid of stuff like that again as you uh, as you share on this program there are always people who are going to learn from you and come away a little bit better a little bit closer to god as debbie says so the number again 833-288 3986 this is the feast of blessed carlo acutis so we want to honor him with a great episode of the program Mm -hmm.
0: yes it is the feast day of blessed carlo acutis we love um his mom antonia salzano we got to interview her a couple years back and i love the way in her italian accent she says my son carlo i love that Yes, and so we love Blessed Carlo Acutis. Uh, please pray for us and he's one of our powerhouse uh, uh, saints that we pray to before each and every show. Please join us 833-288-3986. We're talking about purging today.
1: We're going to hear what more of you have to say about purging, getting rid of things in our lives. Back to the phones after I tell you that our friends at Salt and Light Radio, they are all throughout the state of Ohio. Fantastic ministry. They need to hear from you next week because they're airing their 2023 Fall Pledge Drive Wednesday through Friday. So if you're listening in Boise, Twin Falls, Caldwell, Bloomington, anywhere in the listening area of Salt and Light Radio, be sure that you call in and be very generous with your pledge. And Wherever your EWTN affiliate happens to be, please support them because Debbie and I both believe we need Catholic radio now more than ever.
0: Amen, brother.
1: <laughs> Preach it.
0: <laughs> okay. So I just thought of this. This is how my brain works. Before we get to Anne in Toledo, Ohio, hold on, Ann. Um... You know I was just thinking about this back to my friend in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. you know she was sharing that her front door was broken into, and then the the um, burglars looked around and they and they saw that she didn't have any high tech uh, stuff and technology and electronics, so they left so if i this is what I would suggest if you become a minimalist, I would suggest putting a sign on your front door don't even bother breaking the front door because there's nothing inside. I'm just mm-hmm. saying, because this way, that would that would have been perfect if, if they didn't even break in. Maybe they could have just looked through the window or something, because, you know, that would that would have uh, bothered me that the door was broken into. I'm just saying, but that's just the way my brain works. Okay, Anne's going, going to have something very profound to say from Toledo, Ohio, listening on our friends at Annunciation Radio. Hi, Anne. Welcome to Take Two.
4: Hi. How are you? Welcome. Good. <laughs> I don't know how profound this is, but... <laughs> Um, uh, I was kind of forced into a situation to, to get rid to purge my household goods and things. My, my husband passed away and then I lived on my own for a little while and, and my brother's wife passed away and he said, why don't you come up and live with me? Because we got this big house and you're by yourself, I'm by myself. And so I moved, um, and with him, but in the process, I had to get rid of a few things um, in the move. It's been, it's been a process, really, over a number of a few years. Um, and I did put many of my things in storage, the little stuff, all in totes and everything and all piled up. And just last spring, uh, it sat for seven years at that. And um, we said, well, time is time. And uh, like the gentleman before me said about uh, the rental space, um, you know that accumulated, and it was just time to move it on out. And so we packed everything up and made many trips to saint Vincent de paul um, Someone may have, well, maybe um, able to use the things that I that I had, household goods and everything. And um, there's a couple of things I kept behind, personal things. But um, you know, it's just not the closet. It's it's all those things and memories went as well. We want to hold on to those memories, but you know, my husband was gone, and it's, nobody can take that memory from me. So mm-hmm. the physical things didn't really mean that much anymore. My furniture, I gave a, I um, gave some to my children and some to the um, Salvation Army. Came and got what they didn't want. Wow. And uh, it was kind of hard. It was, it was a little sad to let it go, but once it was gone, it was, it was okay.
1: Yeah, it, it can be difficult at times, but, you know, that usually it's not that long, like you said, Anne, before you start to feel really good about that, and, I, you know, as you were talking, I was I was thinking. You know, there's there's always somebody who can use the things that we don't need anymore, and that doesn't mean that you know they're getting junk. I mean, people donate some very high quality things, like you said, to St. Vincent de Paul and Salvation Army and so forth. And then people who don't have the means to buy them brand new, but still would like something nice in their home mm-hmm. or something, they have the means to be able to go ahead and add to their quality of life. So it's a win-win situation, I think, all the way around.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you said that you were. You know, you kind of forced into into letting go of the things um, after your husband passed. Can you, do we have your husband's name in our prayer book because we pray for the living and and um, our deceased family members of Take Two, Anne?
4: No, I don't believe we do. His name is Steve.
0: Steve. When did he pass?
4: Well, it's been years. It's been twelve years ago.
0: Twelve years. You were the perfect call to lead off this uh, conversation on purging today. You're, you're just such a beautiful soul. Thank you so much for gracing this conversation. Wow.:
1: Indeed. yeah. e 3986 I mentioned our good friend Tim Mateo emailed take two at ewtn.com. Mm-hmm. He says, "Good afternoon, Take two family." That's all of you who are listening. He's greeting you. Yeah, he says, "Congratulations, cadet Jerry. OK, thank you, Tim. I appreciate that. <laughs> Here's my take on today's topic. Yes, I am purging, but in the form of simplifying my life. He says, materialistically, though the opposite is occurring with books. I guess he's accumulating a lot of books, which is a Mm -hmm. good thing. Mm -hmm. He says, spiritually, with my prayer schedule, it's a work in progress. This is my take. Thank you, and God bless.
0: Wow. Yeah, well, you know, Tim, it's, it would be hard for me to say let go of books because I have um, a whole garage full of books. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I could have my own little mini spiritual library here. So I that, that would be tough. are are you a big book collector, Jerry?
1: You know, I was just gonna, I was just gonna add. You know, it's very interesting that this came up because um, I had a ton of books from my past time in priestly formation and you know, all throughout the decades since then, the years since then. And a young man in our parish in California um, entered priestly formation. So I gave most of my books to him. Oh wow! And he has since left. Well, no, he's since left priestly formation, and I'm back in priestly formation. And he has all of my books. So
4: (laughs) (laughs) can you get him back?
1: I probably can. Yeah. Oh
0: wow! But I'll
1: be I'll be getting more along the way, good Lord willing.
0: Wow, that is hilarious. Are are those kinds of books expensive?
1: Well, you know, some of them are textbooks from school and a lot of spiritual, a lot of books on spirituality and theology and things like that,
0: yeah. Wow, interesting. Wow, so let's hear what Mary has to say in East Texas, listening on our friends at Guadalupe Radio Network. Hi, Mary, welcome. Uh, Okay, well, I have kind of three
5: quick little things. One is my um, parents, they're both still alive. My dad's 90, my mom's 88. And a few years back, they uh, decided uh, it was time to leave their house and go into a Catholic uh, retirement community. So my dad went through all of the things, and we parceled up what was for each of the children. There's six of us. And I find that it's a real blessing because I've heard so many stories of families who have to go through all of their parents' mm-hmm. items. So I felt I feel really blessed. to to know that my parents did that for us. And I'm thinking about doing that with my own children. The second thing is I was a teacher, a preschool teacher. And with preschool, you have always so much stuff. I had a whole extra room in my house full of preschool teaching things and things, whatever I found at a garage sale or whatever. And so finally, just last year, um, I retired unexpectedly, but I did, and I was like, oh, golly, maybe I'll keep these things in case I go back, and slowly last year, God said, no, you're not going to be going back into a full room, and so I was like, okay, so this past summer, I went all through those things, and I actually passed it on the things to um, the person who took over my position, um, and just kept some of the very good things in case you know, toys in case we ever have any grandchildren down the line. And I don't want to go back and spend money on some of the toys, like Fisher Price and stuff. And then the third thing is um, during the holidays for Christmas, I don't really like to give things. And I don't like to give things to people. i rather give them, like, experiences, you know, um They buy tickets for the zoo or season passes for a water park or um, for the ones who are more spiritual in nature, I'll have masses set and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so I I just don't, you know, my kids ask me, well, what do you want? Well, I really don't need anything. So I really, you know, would rather it, you know, be more of an experience type thing. And those are my three things
1: well you've covered all the bases here, Mary, in a very beautiful way actually, and you know you, you sounds like you've done it with a very thoughtful process, probably a very prayerful process, and the things that you no longer needed that your you know that your parents went through and doled out to the different to the six children that's a great gift, like you said that they they did so that, that won't have to be done later but you know, for you to give, yeah, that room full of stuff for the preschool to give it to the person who took your position. Everything it sounds like you had or have decided to get rid of is going to a good home or being put to a very, very good use. So mm-hmm. I think Mary has really thought this out.
0: I agree. Mary, um, you are amazing. And I'm glad you shared the example of what your parents did for for uh, you're uh, you were the uh, child of your adult child of your your parents, obviously, and your your siblings, and they were so kind to do that. Excuse me, Jerry, take over for one minute.
1: Okay, yeah, well, I, I'm not exactly sure where Debbie was going to go with that, but I think she was going to probably continue the thought that I had there about your parents um, doing that beautiful favor for all six of you children there. And you said, you made the point, you said you're very blessed that your parents did that. And uh, absolutely, because as we talked about earlier in the show, you know, a lot of people, when, when a parent or both parents pass away or have to move out of the house, then they are, uh, you know, the, the kids have to go through all that stuff and make those hard decisions. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, okay, I've been up since 3 this morning mm-hmm. on the pledge drive. That's why my voice is struggling. But real quickly, Mary, your parents did you a favor for doing that. My my mom and dad didn't and we were left to have to make those decisions and it was very difficult as adult children. So, your parents are awesome. That's all I wanted to mm-hmm. say.
5: It was and and for me the things about me being thoughtful, all about When I wanted to give things away, it was really all God was telling me. It was God' Mm -hmm. guidance from the Holy Spirit. So it's, you know, just like the other caller said, trusting in God and being closer to God.
1: Amen. Mary, thank you so much for imparting your wisdom on this topic. I always say we need to hold on to the things that God gives us firmly enough to be responsible with them, but loosely enough to be generous with them. And there is that kind of that balance, that fine line between those two. And it sounds like Mary has certainly found that. So great phone call. Next up is Sandra in Savannah, Georgia, listening on St. Paul Radio. Hi, Sandra. Hi. How are
3: you guys? I'm so thankful that you guys are there.
0: I oh, really thanks. enjoyed too. Thank uh, you, Sandra.
3: Well, there's three reasons. One is that I I find myself hoarding. I mean, you know, I've always been taught to have plenty of, of food and for my family and plenty of things that we need to think, hate. But I've realized that if I hoard other things. So I've I just decided I want a horse God. getting rid of the past you know, and I've been giving those to the Salvation Army. And I believe that, you know, this thing, I mean, I don't give them anything that would be junky or right? anything like that. I always give them good things and I always say prayer over them. Just to hope that it gets to the right people. So those are my three. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you, Sandra, for sharing those. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, courageous of you to have the honesty to say, you know, I've been a bit of a hoarder. And so you've been addressing that. And I love what you said. I think Debbie did too. You know, you said you want to hoard God instead of things if I heard you right. And that is absolutely beautiful. And then those other reasons that you gave uh, for getting rid of things as well, those are equally important. So I think you've, uh, you found a really good recipe for taking care of these things in your life.
0: It would help Thank if I turn. Yeah, let me turn my mic up for a second and just say, Sandra, you're awesome, because I love how you processed it. You you it's a it's a journey. It's it's, you know, a growth process and, and an understanding about self and then looking out into the world and, and it is a freeing uh, exercise, would you say when you start to let things go, especially past things that have m- memories attached to it, would you say that it's 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 definitely a sense of freedom that is accomplished?
3: It absolutely is. But,
0: you know,
3: I, I feel like I'm letting go of the past, building more into the future, and and really looking at what, you know, why would I want to hold on to those things? Mm-hmm. that have connotations that are so bad that when there are people who those things, and, and my husband and I are building this beautiful center together and, and we are so, so happy and I, I just, you know, it's so nice as I'm packing things away, I just say, look, Papa, I just wanted to let you know that you're good and you have given me so much and you now I'm going to pass it on. So I... I guess it's kind of silly in some ways, but it just it, it makes me feel like I'm
1: closer sure it. Mm-hmm. Amen. Beautiful, Sandra. Well, thank you so much, and all the best to you. And thank you for being part of this conversation today on Take Two with Jerry and Debbie talking about to purge or not to purge eight three three two eight eight three nine eight six. Real quickly, and, yeah, you want to? Yeah,
0: can I can share. I share about Colin Donovan? Mm-hmm so brilliant i just want to say that right right up front uh friday open line with colin donovan it's friday three eastern time at encore is at 10 p.m eastern on ewtn radio vice president of theology for ewtn colin donovan takes your questions tomorrow and each friday on ewtn open line and then i also want to say i'm a tiny bit uh angry with you Jerry because we have this virtual frog that we have passed back and forth uh, it used to it used to be from California to Arizona now it's Florida to Arizona back and forth you had it the other day now you passed it to me virtually and I can't speak so uh, this virtual frog has been following us around uh, for eight and a half years and uh, you know a frog um, that's F-R-O-G fully rely on god what -hmm. do you think
1: yeah i love that fully rely on god
0: Mm -hmm.
1: well sherry who is watching on youtube along with many others says sherry says purge stuff for your children to not have to
0: she said i had to clean
1: up huge closets of stuff when my parents passed away Mm -hmm. it was decades of stuff and traumatic memories okay so Mm -hmm. sherry Weighs in on that. Anna Marie says, it's amazing how when I moved, the movers got my old 1989 jeans here, but lost my current clothing. She says, see, if I would have purged, then I would have only had one set of clothes. Smiley face.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's hear what Joan has to say in uh, Streeter, Illinois on YouTube. We're waving to you, Joan. Welcome to Take Two. Good morning. How are you? Doing great. Well. We're you, doing Jean? well, Joan. Thank you so very much. you got a great name, Joan. I love St. Joan of Arc.
6: Oh, me too. I pray to her almost every day.
0: Good for um, you. Nice.
6: A couple of my tips for purging. Number one, I think we get overwhelmed, first of all, when we look at stuff that needs mm. to be purged. And it's like, oh my gosh, how will I ever get this done? Well, I say start small. And what I used to do was, for instance, if I bought a new blouse, then I had to get rid of one. You know, just put it in a in a box to give away. But every time you get something new, get rid of one thing. And recently, when I when I uh, started cleaning out closets, because I'm with your other guests too on trying to uh, clean up stuff before you know you go to heaven. And my my motto there is start with the worst first. I went into this room with the worst closet and room. It took me three weeks to do that closet. And after that, the other six I did in, like, three
0: days. Wow. So (laughs) That's amazing. Start with the worst first. I love that. That's the way I look at it. (laughs) I love that.
1: Well, Joan, you've got your own version of BOGO. You know, instead of buy one, get one, it's buy one, give one.
0: Yeah, I love that. Yeah, Um, I like that. I like
6: that. And my Um, mom, she was very sneaky when she used to come to visit. Every time she'd leave, you'd find a little bag behind a chair or something of stuff that, you know, she brought that was yours that you just forgot to take from her house. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as older people, we have a lot of our kids' stuff that they just seem to forget to take as they move out and get their own places. So, Mm -hmm. you know what? Hey, wrap it up. Give it to them for Christmas. Or just drop (laughs) off a little bag here and there when you go visit. That's what my mom used to do. (laughs) And so, you know, besides purging, you know, stuff i've also purged my my spiritual life you know once my husband passed i started going to mass more during the week Mm -hmm. and um then i eventually worked up to go into bible study and it's just been a a wonderful faith journey and i don't know i just i'm in a good place Mm -hmm. very content Mm -hmm. health issues but that doesn't bother me
0: and um going from there well you sound like you're in a great place Joan and I do have the prayer book still out for our deceased stuff take two family members can we add your husband sure his name was Chuck oh beautiful was it Charles is that his uh what, and yeah his ego- Charles yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. nice yep. very nice yep. wow I love it. And yeah. you know what? You've been, th- you You know, that's, it's hard to lose a spouse, but you know, you sound so at peace. Is there any, I, I, where, is the peace coming from the fact that you are so connected with God on a regular basis? I think, I really think it is. And I, I ask myself sometimes when I
6: look around, what, what do people who don't have God in their lives, mm-hmm. what, who do they turn to? What do they do? And yeah. I feel sorry for them.
1: Yeah, yeah, especially I mean not that we have a monopoly on difficult situations around the world but in our day there are certainly just so many things going on that, as Debbie always points out, leading to at, at least a low-grade depression, sometimes, and if not, just very deep stuff. So, Joan, Joan God bless you. Thank you for being part of this conversation. And I, I like what she said at the beginning, Debbie. You know, don't get overwhelmed by it. You look at the big picture, you're going to get yourself kind of overwhelmed. And I'm I'm a linear thinker. You know, I mm-hmm. think if, if I'm going to take something on i've got to have the time to start it and finish it and go just straight through on one thing and that keeps me from doing a lot of things
0: my late mother was the same way she had to finish everything so you when you start it you have to finish it
1: I, I like to. Yeah, it's, it sort of bugs me if I can't.
0: Okay. Yeah. You're just like <laughs> Connie. She was the same way. She, she would stay mm-hmm. up all hours of the night to wallpaper and everything. She had to finish it mm-hmm. if she was starting a project. Okay. So the ac- the, our Take Two family wants to hear the acronyms again. So FROG, the acronym is Fully Rely on God. And then you said BOGO. There was Bogo. A, sp- a twist, a, a spin on, on it. give one. Buy one, give one, Mm -hmm. not get one. Give one, okay. We love this, and we have all these uh, catchphrases and everything. Boy, this is turning into quite a show today. Let's hear uh, what Jim has to say, Jerry, a first-time caller. About one minute, Jim. Well, one minute from The Quest from Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Jim. Jim.
1: Hello. Uh, I, I know you're talking about household
2: equipment, But one of the things most people have a very difficult time getting rid of is money.
3: Mm -hmm. I've
2: lived a long life. I have an IRA. Now I must take my minimum required withdrawal. What I've done is taken all of that money, since I don't really need it, and contributed as qualified charitable distribution, save on the taxes and convert it to things, Mm -hmm. and give it to organizations for specific purposes that they can name. People like Cross-Catholic, Help the Helpless, Unbound, even your own diocese.
6: Mm -hmm.
2: If you contact these folks, they can give you specific needs, and you can turn that unneeded money into specific things that you can remember.
1: Yeah. You are a good man, Jim. You're Mm -hmm. a fine gentleman, and God bless you for doing that. A lot of souls are going to be touched, and You know, we we all want to hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, and you're well on your way to that. So thank you for that phone call. Appreciate it.
0: And uh, sorry, we're not going to get to Mercedes and Michael and the others uh, making your comments and calls. You can always email us the story. We love to hear the details. The email is taketwo at EWTN.com.
1: Tomorrow, we're going to get into how do you pray for and support the souls in purgatory? Very uh, beautiful act of charity and mercy on our part. That is tomorrow's topic. Until then, thanks to the show team affiliates. I'm Jerry Usher for Debbie Georgiani. Have a
5: beautiful and blessed day. St. Joseph, please pray for us.